Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me. I have Coach Jana, and Jana helps busy women exercise with confidence and create a healthy lifestyle that they love, which I think is absolutely amazing. I'm so excited for us to dive into some of the topics today all around fitness and building a healthy relationship with exercise. So welcome, Jana. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Mm, yeah, this episode is going to be, I definitely will just say before we hit record, like this topic of building a healthy relationship with exercise is one that maybe isn't spoken about enough out there. And there's so, there's so many different forms of exercise that you can be doing and different intensities. And like, it's a world with a lot of um, things in the health industry that there's a lot of information out there and it's quite hard to sift through it all and know what's actually truthful and what are just like myths that people are throwing out there to get more money. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> mm. So did you want to start off with, and but just by sharing your own health journey, like got, what got you to where you are today to then help other women to do the same? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, growing up, I was always in like sports and things. So I've kind of had that, like, I guess, natural, healthy lifestyle um, from growing up. Um, and then I think when I um, went to uni, I started... So I was still like in the health kind of sector. I wanted to do um, physiotherapy and then I switched tracks into more like sport and exercise science side of things. Um, so I've kind of always still been in that like exercise and health um, industry, I guess. Um, but definitely when I went to uni and I was out of the kind of um, structured sports and all of that fun stuff that I was doing at school, it became a lot harder to figure out what I enjoyed doing. Um, and it was a lot harder, obviously, to find sports and things to, like sports teams to join and stuff like that. So that was kind of where my journey started kind of, I guess it felt like it was falling off track. And that's like, I guess a term that I hear a lot of people um, use that they feel like they fall off track and they don't kind of know where to pick up from there. Um, but in all of that, um, through my uni time, um, I, I kind of fell in love with just like doing lots of different things. I kind of went away from all of the sports and went more into uh, hiking, walking, mountain biking. Um, I've always done a little bit of swimming, like lots of different things. Um, but one of the big things that I did struggle with in my journey was that uh, I guess striving for the aesthetic like the body type mm. losing weight and especially being in the health and fitness industry I felt like that pressure of having to look a certain way and to be that uh, role model I guess or the the, the vision of what people want when yeah. they're looking for a health and fitness professional which I think then started obviously that backwards and forwards of like trying to focus on my own health and not strive for looks and losing weight and things all the time and yeah balancing that with 
just finding what feels good to me and what I actually enjoy doing. So it was a really hard, a really hard balance and a hard thing to navigate. And then also just enjoy my life <laughs> in the process. <laughs> um, so I think that whole journey kind of got me to where I am now. Um, where I've come out of all my studies, I did a lot of study um, and I did like my master's in exercise science um, and a lot of work on the health side and the health benefits of exercise in terms of preventing disease and um, long-term health conditions. So now I'm in the space where I really wanna help other women enjoy exercise and figure out what they like to do and how they can exercise in a way that feels good helps them to improve their health and prevent long-term um, disease or long-term um, health issues down the track um, yeah so I think there's been a lot of things throughout my whole journey but I, I the one thing that I want to do is to be that space for women to feel comfortable and not feel like they have to look a certain way or to have a certain exercise routine. I want it to be, you know, something that makes sense for them and that fits their lifestyle. And that's kind of, yeah, that's everything that I'm about now. <laughs> mm, I think that's awesome. And I totally relate to you about being a health professional and fitting this mold that I guess society yeah. says, oh, if you're a health professional, you have to kind of look like this. Otherwise people might not want to work with you, yeah. with you in, in that regard. And then I also think it's so cool, you know, how you're getting people to know what they actually enjoy doing and something that they can do for a long time, because yeah. you're so right. The term or the saying like, oh, I've fallen off track. You've got to get back on track is thrown around so much these days to the point where it's like, okay, but if you actually did something that you loved and you enjoyed and you could do it forever, like you wouldn't feel like, oh, I've fallen off track, I need to get back on track because it just becomes a part of your life. And mm. you know, it's only natural as humans that some weeks, and especially as women, like with our monthly cycles, that some weeks we feel more motivated and we have that extra discipline to, to get up and to push a little bit harder or to do more exercise. And then we have other weeks where we might need to like have those extra hours of sleep. It doesn't mean you've fallen off track, or just because you've missed a day of workouts or exercise or whatever that you need to get back on track or anything like that. It's more about what feels good for you and how can you show up for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which I think is, it's difficult to navigate, I guess, to find that as well, because you are almost going against a lot of social norms and yeah. social pressure to show up and to do this exercise that social society or social media has told you is the best way to exercise and move your body yeah definitely and I think the other thing um that's challenging and like we've kind of a lot of us have grown up with that like social media presence or the a lot of um I guess body type goals mm -hmm. and aesthetic goals is like portrayed in the media a lot and I think that's where a lot of that striving to be uh certain weight or a certain yeah. aesthetic comes from is, is that's what we think that we need to look like to kind of be accepted by society mm -hmm. or that we'll be happy or healthier when we when we look like that and all of those kind of things so it is really it is really hard to step away from and kind of go against the grain and focus on yourself rather yeah. than all of this pressure that's coming from external sources 
Absolutely. And I think as well, if you have been exercising for such a long period of time in the hope of weight loss or you you know mm. exercise that's been the sole purpose of you getting up and exercising it's really hard to almost unlearn that and relearn viewing exercise in a completely different light that it doesn't just have to be used to lose weight yeah absolutely and I think a lot of times when I've had um women come to me it's been a lot of the using exercise to lose weight but also using exercise as a way to burn off like food that they've eaten it's that kind of punishment side so it's really we've kind of we've all kind of created this really negative um and exercise has to be so tough and it's oh I have to go for a run or you know that kind of like mentality around exercise rather than it being about how it makes you feel um and like how it improves your health and and all of those other good things that exercise can provide outside of changing the way you look mm, yeah 100 percent. and so when it comes to fitness trackers specifically let's mm. run through like what are the pros and the cons of using fitness trackers i know for me personally like talking from personal experience if we go back um you know a couple of years ago when I had set myself a magnificent goal of you know hitting a certain number of steps for like 300 days out of 365 days which in hindsight thinking back to that was probably not the smartest goal to set myself because I came became very fixated um on my steps and on my fitness tracker to the point where if it was dead or if I'd forgotten it or forgot to put it on it caused stress which was just such like it was unnecessary stress that I didn't need so I definitely had to work on like being able to then go for a walk and do a workout and all that without my fitness tracker because it doesn't matter to me I was like well I never used to wear one and now that I've worn one I've become like obsessed with it so can I unlearn you know um I guess this tracker telling me if my workout was good or not good type thing so run <laughs> through like pros and cons of using a fitness tracker yeah I mean I, I totally relate to that as well because I've definitely been in that space where I've had to put my exercise um, trackers away and and stop using them and it feels like you've kind of lost a part of you because you've got so used to um, yeah like tracking every single thing Um, and I think so pros are that it definitely does keep you accountable so for some people having that um, watch on your wrist and it kind of like buzzes at you to get up and go for a walk that's kind of that can that can be really good and it can like just be that really good reminder to oh yeah I need to get up I've been sitting here for quite a while let's go for a walk get some fresh air whatever Um, it can also be a great way to track your progress so if you're tracking maybe you know how many steps and you're kind of averaging three or four thousand steps maybe for example and you're trying to build up how many steps Mm -hmm. you're doing so it can be a good way to have like actual quantitative um, data to track how how you're progressing Um, and then from my kind of exercise science background tracking your heart rate um, Mm. during your workouts and recovering things is always really um, really good uh, for specifically for like your cardiovascular exercise and if you're trying to improve your fitness and things like that that can be a really good way uh, to keep track of the intensity of your exercise. But then obviously on the cons side, there's there's this pressure to 
stick to, like you said, stick to those set targets or those set goals. Um, and then feeling guilty, because I know that I have, is if I wear it and I don't hit the set goal, then you look at it and you kind of think, oh, and you feel guilty and you feel bad about not being able to hit that goal or it kind of yeah starts that like all or nothing mentality of oh, I've, I've, I've mucked it up I haven't been able to hit my target I need to start again kind of thing um, and specifically the over-reliance on tracking your calories while you're exercising or in your workouts especially um, so I used to do this as well and I used to like at the end of my workouts I'd be looking and seeing how many calories I burn and things like that and it really doesn't it's not important. It really, really isn't important um, in the overall scheme of things, especially like even in weight loss and um, just your healthy lifestyle in general. It's the calories burned during your workout that just shouldn't be showing on the fitness trackers because it's not important. It's not helpful. Um, so that's a really big con for me um, is to kind of get women away from checking those calories burned um, during any exercise. <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree with that because when you actually look at like the percentages of the contribution of everything that allows or what that makes up how much you burn or how much energy you burn in a day, exercise is like 10%. Yeah. There are so many other functions that your body goes through to use up so many more uh, so much more energy like that exercise is such a minuscule um, part of it. So you're so right. Yeah, um, I think one of the um, one of the things that I did, I think probably probably a few months ago, maybe like at the start of this year, end of last year, is I um, completely stopped um, tracking my workouts. Mm -hmm. So I'll use my watch every now and then for like tracking steps or things like that. Um, maybe my heart rate during some, um, like I said, like cardio workouts for like intensity purposes but I really stopped tracking all my workouts on it because it was like I can actually go and do a workout and it still counts if I don't track it on my watch and if I don't you know have it logged into you know the app and everything on my phone so there's a whole there's a whole big side of it that mm. I used to be kind of so wrapped up in that I actually really enjoy now the freedom of like I don't have to have my watch and have it like link into my app and I can actually do it and not worry about all of those things yeah I 100% agree with that I definitely think it's a lot about your mindset and headspace yeah. and and flipping that around it because like I yeah still wear mine most days but my mindset towards you know what it says and all of that is completely different yeah. and like you're exactly you know when I go for a run I look at things like heart rate distance pace if yeah. I work out most of the time it's just at heart rate like all of those kind of things like I'm not measuring and I'm not comparing like it's just it's yeah. such a different way of viewing I guess like the data that it's giving you yeah definitely and it's and it's going to be personal to to you and to what yeah. like what your goals are what you're wanting to track and what you're wanting to be like monitoring um but I definitely think reframing your your mm -hmm. mindset towards it and what you're actually using it for is super important yeah absolutely so when it comes to uh, workout guides apps challenges all of that I feel like there's always something new popping up <laughs> how do we kind of find something that we can stick to and stop that jumping on and off all of these different forms of challenges and workouts 
Yeah. Uh, I see I see so many things online and it's it's good and bad. I mean, I think there's, there's definitely positives to it and I'm not here to say that the workout apps and guides and challenges and all these things are all bad because they're not. But again, I think it's that mindset towards our exercise and finding things that actually suit you and what you enjoy doing rather than finding things because you want to look like that person or you want to lose weight or you want to like tone up your arms or you know like all those little specific things that lots of challenges and things can say that you'll get but it's not it's not realistic I guess is the is the big thing with some of them um so I think from my perspective, one of the things that I did, because even probably two or three years ago, I was jumping on and off different apps and guides and things like that, even as a fitness or an exercise professional, because sometimes you just want to have someone tell you what to do and you want to just have a plan there and you want it to be nice and easy and you want it to help with your motivation. But the thing that I found is that I was still stopping and starting and jumping on and off different things trying to find something that was like that one thing that was going to, you know, fix all my problems and I was going to be consistent and it was going to be like, I was going to reach my goals and it was, you know, going to be the goal, the gold thing. <laughs> but there's never one, there's never going to be one thing. Um, and I think the main thing that I did was I unplugged and I kind of stepped away from trying to find the next guide or app or all of those things and I kind of just stepped away from it all and took time to figure out what I actually wanted to do like why do I want to have a healthy lifestyle why is it important to me what do I want to actually achieve like what's the deeper reason why I want to be exercising um, and I think yeah writing down like the things that you value most how you want to feel like the things that are important to you that's Having that all in, in your mind when you then step into trying to figure out what type of program or app is going to suit you is really important. And I think that was kind of one of the biggest things that switched for me when I was and stopped me from jumping around all over the place. <laughs> mm. um, because then you can get clear on the things that are actually important to you and what your lifestyle actually looks like and what's actually going to fit within that. Um, so yeah, I think having all that in mind and then making sure you then set goals that are going to be in service of and align with those things that you value most and what you're actually wanting to achieve and why you want to have a healthy lifestyle. Um, and then that just makes it easier then to weed out the things like the guides and challenges and things that aren't actually going to really help serve that and you'll probably find that a lot of them were just in service of trying to look a certain way or lose weight or do something really quickly which we know isn't going to be sustainable long term mm, yeah and knowing and understanding that really deep why is so powerful in all areas of your life as well and it has yeah. to be deeper than like a surface level answer of oh because I want to lose weight and like yeah. okay that's great but let's like break that down even more like yeah. why what right. is that keep root? asking it <laughs> exactly like yeah. what, how are you going to be different how is your life going to be different 
mm. is with you living up to that why each and every day. And, you know, I think there's a, it's very common in the health industry for, I guess, titles and names to be thrown around to attract people and as a marketing tactic and you know that goes for everything for your workout challenges for food in our supermarket shelves like everywhere and I fully understand how hard it is to kind of like cut through all of that bullshit Mm. information and be like okay well is this actually going to give me a six-pack in four weeks or should I maybe find a form of exercise that I'm going to love doing and I think one thing that I always say to a lot of my clients and this goes for all areas of your health is if you can't do it for a day, like, I mean, if you can't do it for a lifetime, don't do it for a day. Because if it's not sustainable for you forever, there's no point putting yourself through that misery for even a day of it. Yeah. And because I think like one of the big things that people, I think people are looking for that quick fix, which is really hard to get out of that mentality in this day and age when we can get everything we want at our fingertips pretty much. Um, So yeah, getting out of that quick fix mentality and, thinking I just want to lose this much weight and then when I do I'll switch my habits and I'll you know have that healthy lifestyle because I'll be in that that certain body type or I'll be that weight and it's not that's not how it works and I think helping people to understand that it's it's from the very beginning and it's the mindset and it's how you approach things from the very beginning and all the little steps that you take in between that are going to help you get to where you want to go not the really quick short-term challenge or something that's gonna say that you're gonna get this x result but you're probably not and even if you did you wouldn't be able to sustain it so yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely and like the other thing I always say to my clients or anyone really is would you rather this take like 12 months and it actually have like an impact on you now or like, you know, 12 months, long time, but you get those results that you want. Or would you rather spend the next like 5, 10, 15 years continuing to jump on and off all of these challenges mm. and workout guides and all of those things and still be exactly where you and are today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those big, it's, and it's a hard one because it's a, it's a mindset shift and it's, yeah, it's, hard to get out of that mentality when it's been ingrained in us for so long so it's not going to be something that's a quick fix (laughs) no absolutely not not at all so when it comes to actually like finding that form of exercise that you do love and that you can stick Mm. to would you say like that does come down to that why or are there any other tips that you have in knowing how to actually go and find that form of exercise yeah I mean um it definitely comes from doing that that first thing that I said is like disconnecting um and figuring out your deeper why and coming from that place but also I think um thinking outside the box like I I like to get my clients to write down a um like a joy list like a list of activities exercise sport recreational activities anything that they can think of that gets them up and moving and out and about whether that's by themselves or with friends, trying to make a really big like brain dump list of like all the things that you know that you really enjoy or that you are interested in trying out. So it could be that you just haven't explored different options to keep active. 
um, and that maybe you need to just try a few different things. And it doesn't have to be like workout classes in a gym or uh, Pilates and yoga and like things like that. It can be, you know, hiking and mountain biking or skiing. Like it can be those types of activities as well, which obviously are, some of them are seasonal, but, you know, finding that big list of things that you know that you enjoy is, yeah, I think it's important to just have a, a bigger, a bigger, broader list of things rather than just the like going to the gym or going for a walk or just like those basics um, that are, are good. But I think, yeah, creating a bigger list of like how would it look in your whole life? Like, yeah, going stand up paddleboarding in summertime or kayaking or maybe you're a, like a winter sport person and you love you know skiing and snowboarding and that kind of thing so I think it can be like there's so many different things it's just kind of opening opening your mind and opening your like your feelers out to all of those different possibilities all those different ways that you can move your body and feel good and enjoy it and it not feel like exercise yeah yeah absolutely and I think you know when they're when you're writing down that list as well, it's really good to look back to when you were a child. What activities did you actually yeah. find a lot of joy in when you were a small child? Because a lot of the time you'll still find joy in that same activity, whether it's like the same form or a slightly different form. But thinking back can really, really help as well if you're kind of a bit stuck. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't have to be, um, like you don't have to be joining teams or like, finding clubs or anything like that there are there are ways to you know join those kind of activities without having to like if you're not the type of person who likes you know joining teams or being in a club or you know things like that there are ways to have like and incorporate that activity without like that in a way that actually you enjoy and you don't have to you know you can do it by yourself or you can do it with friends and family um mm. yeah I think I, I like that I like think back to your childhood and what you actually used to light you up when you're out playing and what did you enjoy doing yeah I really like yeah. that yeah absolutely and so when it does come to fitness challenges like what are some of the negatives that can come out of doing them hmm. I think similar to the fitness trackers yeah the fitness challenges uh can be a good way they I think a lot of people, and I've been there too, where the fitness challenge is kind of that um, stepping stone or that motivator to like get you started, which can be a really good thing. But I think what tends to happen is it becomes an all or nothing mindset where you feel like if you can't stick to what you have to do every single day, you feel like you've failed and you have to restart. Um, which isn't the type of relationship we want you to have with exercise. Um, so it kind of steers you in the wrong direction for having a healthy lifestyle and having a, a strong, positive relationship with exercise for the rest of your life. Um, so I think that's probably one of the biggest ones for me is that it just creates that, that negative spiral of... The stopping and starting because I haven't stuck to what I've what I've said I would do 
and a lot of the time it's there's a lot of things like some of the ones that I've seen like online there's like a, whole, a big list of things that you have to tick off every single day mm. and then some of them if you fail or you don't do all of the things every day you have to start again and you start from scratch so again it's just it's just really wiring that you have to be doing it perfectly or perfect, which to me is just really, really sad. And I don't want, I don't want women to have that relationship with exercise. And I don't want them to think that that's what it should be like for the rest of their life. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And those type of, I guess, like challenges mentally, they're like, they're, like they're pretty hard. And I think it takes away from the fact that we're human. We're not robots. We're not programmed to be perfect all the time. We're not programmed to, you know, like function the same every single day. And those type of, like, they don't really allow for, I guess, like the rest and the recovery that your body needs. And so I guess that's also like reinforcing fresh your body every single day when no pain, no pain. (laughs) Exactly. And that's not how our bodies are designed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's frustrating to see and it's, when when I hear people's story of like going through that and because I've been through that as well um it really does create a bad relationship with your body as well like it's not just like you feel like there's something wrong with you because you're not motivated or you're not disciplined enough to stick to it for the x amount of days or whatever it is um so it it really becomes a really negative like mindset and I think that's yeah that's the biggest thing that I really want to steer people away from is having having to do this, 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 all the all the things perfectly every single day forever because that's not what your life is supposed to be like. No, and it leads to self-comparison very easily as well. Because yeah. like what you were saying, you know, you very easily, I guess, um come like think that there's something wrong with you because you you have to constantly mm. restart and you're not motivated every day, but then you mm. very easily compare to other people and maybe they are, you know, reaching the end of the challenge. Yeah. And it's like, well, how can they do it? And I am restarting for like the fifth time. So that self-comparison yeah. can creep in really easily there. Definitely, definitely. And so let's just shift gears for a moment and talk about like what is that big difference between moving your body for health and moving your body for aesthetics? And how can we kind of have that mindset shift and, and work through that and unlearn, I guess, one way and then relearn a different way of doing it? Yeah. Um, so I think I think moving for, so for me, I was definitely in moving for aesthetics phase for a lot of like going through after high school, going through uni and all of that kind of, my 20s basically and it is really 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 hard to get out of that out of that mentality and shift into a more like what does this mean for my health what does this mean for like how I actually feel like what do I actually want to be doing for the rest of my life in terms of being active and having a healthy lifestyle um so I think for me, moving for health, which is where I really want to drive people to focusing on, is letting go of the perfection and the look of fitness, which is what we see all online everywhere is this look 
of what fitness should be or what exercise, what your routine should look like and all of that kind of stuff. And starting to focus on the value of exercise and nutrition and all of those things and what they're actually, what are they adding to your life? How is it improving your physical and mental health? How is it making you feel? What are you capable of doing because you're exercising consistently? And then how, what, how's your confidence improving because of like that weight that you're able to lift now or, you know, all of those things that you, it adds to your life rather than thinking you have to be taking away or like putting yourself down all the time. Mm, yeah. And I know for me personally, when I shifted, I guess my health goals away from looking a certain way and exactly what you know you're saying about I had set distances to run and I had set weights that I wanted to be able to lift when I flipped mm. my goals and had that kind of mindset like the looks it, it's I guess you end up having a different perspective on your body and you have a different form of like gratitude for what your body can actually do for you and that it can move in this way and all of that but I've actually found that when I stopped focusing so much on what I looked like and the aesthetics out of it, it comes as a byproduct anyway, when you're actually happy with what you're doing, you're enjoying the exercise that you're doing, you're giving your body the rest that it actually like deserves and needs, like, yeah. you know, and yeah, you have like a newfound appreciation for everything as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, um, the big thing that myself and like my clients have seen is that when you do make this shift, you not only enjoy it more, you can enjoy the process, you start to like appreciate everything a little bit more, but you also, you, you kind of end up reaching those goals a lot quicker, but they also, you also don't fixate on them as much as well. So you, you hit the goals and you think, oh, wow, that's amazing. Like I've actually achieved that goal, but you're not fixated on it. And it kind of just it becomes that stepping stone, that next milestone and you kind of just keep going because you're actually it's actually a process that you're enjoying and it's not you're not so fixated on that end product or that end goal and then getting there and wondering what do I do next <laughs> yeah 100% agree so is there anything else that you'd like to add or like a final tip that you had for everybody who is starting their journey of finding a healthier relationship with exercise mm. um I think I think we've kind of covered everything. I, there's, I mean, there's a lot to it. This is obviously like not a super, super deep like look into it because there's so many, so many factors. But yeah, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest thing is that mindset shift of what what we think that we need to be striving for, and what you actually if you focus on the how you feel, the, the things that exercise and your healthy lifestyle gives you and like what it adds to your life rather than kind of taking everything away and punishing yourself and all of those things. You just gain such a, such a better perspective on your health and fitness journey and it actually becomes something that's enjoyable for you mm -hmm. and you can actually, you actually start to see the longevity and the sustainability of it which sometimes is hard to see when you're right at the start but I think if you push through push through the feeling of like it needing to look a certain way and it needing to be perfect and 
um, you know, if you're starting out and it's kind of, you're doing like a 10 minute walk most days, that's absolutely fine. Like start wherever you're starting and just push through and you'll kind of start to see that, that sustainability and yeah, that longevity of like doing things that actually make you feel good, doing things you want to be doing rather than always striving to be a smaller size Mm, yeah I love that it's such a powerful (laughs) message now we have some quick fire questions are you ready yeah Yeah, ready what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up okay I have always been a morning person but I've never been a morning exerciser so just FYI out there you don't have to be exercising first thing in the morning because I don't But one thing at the moment that I'm trying to do is just have like quiet time, some me time. Um, So before my daughter gets up, I'm trying to get up before her and have like 30 minutes to have like my cup of tea, sit in the quiet and do whatever I feel like doing that morning. So I don't have any structure to it. I don't have to, you know, meditate or journal or do all these things. I kind of just leave it as like, a nice unstructured quiet time that I can fill whatever I feel like doing that morning. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> and what is one thing that everyone can do to improve their life? Ooh. So I think that people would probably assume that I would say exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and Yes, some movement every day is is good, but I think that something more important is is mindset work. So, uh, and that can be whatever that it means for you. So for some people, you know, that's journaling and doing um, meditations and things like that. For other people, it might be movement, um, but something that is something for your mind, something to help reset and de-stress and calm your mind and just allow you to focus on yourself and how you're feeling and and that kind of thing I think that's super important because that that sets you up for how you're going to feel the rest of the day or it can change the way the rest of your day is going to go if you do you know if, if you have something that you can reset how you're feeling if your day is not going well um so yeah I think that kind of mindfulness and that mindset work is super important and it can be like you know a couple of minutes just something small that can help you reconnect to yourself I think that's super important yeah I completely agree with that your headspace and your mindset has the strongest ripple effect into all other areas of your life yeah absolutely what is your favorite quote and why I, I saw this one when you sent it through and I was like, oh my gosh, I've had so many quotes over my life that I've kind of like jumped between that I really like. But one that I think I honestly can't remember um, when I wrote it down and had it kind of pinned in my mind, but it's a, it's a Winnie the Pooh quote <laughs> or by A.A. Milne. Um, and it's the, you're braver than you believe you're stronger than you seem and smarter than you think, which I think is just really nice. It's just a nice thing to remember for all aspects of your life. 
and yeah it's just like it's a cute quote <laughs> yeah you're capable of so much more than you ever give yourself credit for and I, it's really yeah, easy for us as humans to self-sabotage and and also mm. believe that we can't do things and those type of mindset blocks stop us from actually achieving anything that we really do want to achieve so I love that quote so yeah definitely <laughs> So one question that I do love to ask all my podcast guests is in the distant future, when you are looking back at your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you'll be most proud of? And this might be something that you've already done, or it could also be something that you're hoping to do in the future. So I think, um, I think the one thing that I would be proud of is like what I'm kind of doing and what I'm building at the moment in my business yep. and creating that space for creating that space for women to start to enjoy exercise and feel more confident and just feel comfortable in their body and love the skin they're in again and not have that pressure and not go through their life feeling like they have to diet and it's like choose different exercise programs all the time so I think like that's one thing that I am just excited about at the moment and developing and, and building further and getting that message out to as many women as possible that you can enjoy your life and you can eat and exercise in a way that feels sustainable and that you can actually enjoy life and not feel like you're yeah, yo-yo diet and yo-yo exercising forever and ever. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely something like a shift that needs to happen because we do live in a mm. world where we are raised with this message of, you know, you all, you always need to be dieting or looking a certain way, or you need to shape your body to fit into this box yeah. that society tells us is going to be accepted. So I definitely mm. think like this shift is 100% needed. And I think the work that you are doing is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I think, like now becoming a mum and having a daughter it's mm. even more important to me to make sure that the message I'm sharing with her and the things that I'm saying out loud even though she's two but the things that I'm saying about myself or about anybody is really important at the moment to yeah I guess build that next generation of women that are feel strong and confident in their bodies yeah. and other women that yeah absolutely now tell the audience where can they find you and do you have anything coming up that you would love to share with them oh yeah I mean this is ridiculous. I think a lot of things coming up um but one of the big ones at the moment is, is just um that kind of end of the year um summer like cycle so I've got a strong and confident um, exercise program mm -hmm. which is about re it's about redefining that summer and actually enjoying your mm. body making you feel strong making you feel confident um, going into that yeah that festive season and summertime and actually enjoying um, enjoying yourself and feeling good so I've got that at the moment it's an eight-week um, program so that can be started now and done before Christmas I'm pretty sure yeah we're kind of uh yeah about 10 weeks or so away from Christmas I think so yeah so it kind of fits in now nicely and you can find that all on my Instagram or at coach Jenna um yeah and that's where all my all the dates for all that is <laughs> love it and I will put all of the links in the show notes as well so that the listeners can 
find you easily but thank you so much for coming on to the naked wellness podcast and i guess busting some myths and just <laughs> explaining how we as women can start to build a healthy relationship with exercise thank you so much for having me this was an awesome chat i had so much fun Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Naked Wellness Podcast. I think this topic is something that definitely needs to be spoken a little bit more about. I would love to hear your feedback. Shoot me through a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is KJ Wellness with three S's. But I love you all. I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night, wherever you are. And I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.